Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. JLD here, and welcome to episode 1869 of EO Fire, where I chat with entrepreneurs on fire seven days a week. And if you are ready to master productivity, master discipline, and master focus in just 100 days, visit themasteryjournal.com. And now let's chat with today's featured guest, Elliot Wagenheim. Elliot, are you prepared to ignite? John, I am absolutely yes. prepared to ignite. <laughs> Elliot's an entrepreneur, speaker, and strategist who just happens to be one of the most highly regarded small business attorneys in the nation. So Elliot, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life. What you left out of that intro, John, was old. I'm old, John. Because <laughs> I'm been nice. A, I've been, <laughs> I know. I've been in a business attorney for 30 years um, and for 25 of those years, I've been lucky enough to have found a wonderful, compassionate woman who actually has the patience to tolerate me. Um, so we've been married for quite a while, and we have two boys, 18 and 14. And, uh, and I guess the other thing that I'll fill in is that I love what I do because I figured out a way to have the freedom to sculpt my time and my career into things that I am very passionate about. Oh, lucky, lucky man and Fire Nation is something that we can and all should be aspiring to. So, Elliot, today, what would you say your area of expertise is? Helping my clients get the most out of their business. And, and I'll tell you, John, when I graduated from law school, my, my sister gave me a coffee mug that read, I'm a business attorney. I keep exciting things from happening. And, and I keep that mug on my desk to remind me of what I'm not supposed to do. I'm supposed to help people. I'm supposed to show them with my three decades of experience how to get things done, how to get over those, those hurdles and avoid those landmines. And that's exactly what I did. What don't we, Fire Nation, as entrepreneurs, know about getting the most out of our business? Get specific. Get unique. Tell us something we don't know, Elliot. Well, I'm going to attack this as an attorney. Most people use contracts to do what they want to do. They want to uh, work with a partner. They want to work with an investor. They want to work with a, a vendor. They want to sign up a customer. They use contracts. And they think that the process starts with the words on the page. Get the lawyer to write this down. What they don't know is this. John, one out of every 10 agreements has a significant dispute. Hmm. And you know as well as I do, when you have a significant dispute, I'm talking one that involves a lawyer. Lawyers aren't cheap, John. Um, they don't cost like five bucks and then you're over. No. No. And I'll tell you, I make a lot of money. I, my only hope of paying my way, my kids' ways through college is based upon those disputes. But I'll tell you what you don't know. What you don't know is that there are four questions, four questions that you have to ask before the lawyer puts pen to paper, before you sign on the dotted line, before you write that contract up, that if you ask and answer them in concert with the other side, your chances of avoiding legal fees, of having a great deal, of moving forward, of igniting your business skyrocket. Four questions, and it's taken me 30 years to figure it out. Well, Fire Nation, this is why I brought Elliot on, because we're going to be really making it happen for this entire interview as we go through his journey, all these things that he's going to be dropping for value. Make sure you listen close. So, Elliot, 
things are up and down in the world of entrepreneurship and things are up and down in the world of being an attorney. I know my dad's hung his own shingle out 37 years ago and he's still cranking away. He's not going to retire till he's <laughs> 75 years old, he claims, which is like 10 years away. And you might be the only person just listening to, to my voice right now that finds this joke funny because uh, I particularly don't, but he thinks it's hilarious. He says, I'm only going to retire when I lose my appeal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what I want to know from you yeah. is your worst entrepreneurial moment to date, Elliot. What is that worst moment? Take us there. Tell us that story. In law, there's such things as small claims, meaning, you know, maybe they're $4,000, $5,000, et cetera. And in a small claim, you can represent yourself in court without an attorney. And I knew that when people called me and asked me to go in, I couldn't afford to do it because either I would charge them more than the case is worth or um, I'd do it for free. And my mortgage company hated when I did things for free. So I decided I would create software. I would create a software package that would interview you, who owes you the money, what's their address, all that stuff. You answer the question, it fills out all the court forms, you file it, you don't need a lawyer, boom, done, magic. And, and this is a problem that a lot of companies had. I thought it was brilliant. A, a can't-miss idea. Um, there wasn't a product like it on the market. So I got investors together, and we spent like $100,000 on creating this, this software. It was before the days of apps. And it worked like a charm. It could work in all 50 states, and anybody who spent whatever we were going to charge for it, I think 40 bucks or whatever, would be able to file a claim without a lawyer. And what I didn't know, what I well, what I didn't do, this was my entrepreneurial nightmare, is I said, you know what? It's going to take me $100,000 to develop this product I'm going to raise $100,000. So I did. But I had uh, some cost overruns because of scope creep. Didn't take that into account. I had delays. Didn't take that into account because I never did software before. And I didn't really leave any money aside for marketing, John. I, um, I used the field of dreams marketing plan, <laughs> which was if you build it, they will come. And you know what, John? They did not come. Uh. So I put a lot of time and effort into it. The well was dry. I didn't have the money. And um, yeah, that was a nightmare for me. So Elliot, looking back, like what's the one thing that you want Fire Nation to really take away from that moment, from that struggle that you had right there? What's the lesson learned? Well, there are two. One is um, talk to people who have traveled that road first and you'll often and get them to tell you the stories what they wish they would have known. Because since that time, I've told that story, people would be like, oh, yeah. You know, first of all, for software, it's 2x plus 5. They tell you it's going to take six months. It's really, you know, 17 months, 2x plus 5 to develop. And second, you got to devote just as much to marketing as you do to development. So talk to people who have traveled that journey. And the second thing was the other part of the story. I thought, you know what? I got the software program. It's not selling, I can't do anything. Well, I wrote a book. Uh, I limited it to the state of Maryland. This goes all the way back to the 90s. I, I wrote a book uh, based on that and because um, I repurposed the instruction manual and all that research and work that I did. And the book sold out three times and it became uh, adopted by the uh, state of Maryland for their court system. And the court system hired me to write their materials. And so what I would ask your audience to take from it is, even after a failure, 
if you look around at the pieces of rubble lying around you, chances are you could probably put them together in a new and creative way and make something cool out of it. Elliot, appreciates those lessons. And I kind of want to do a little bit of a shift now into one of the greatest ideas that you've had to date on your journey so far. I mean, you've had a lot of aha moments, but what's one that you think will resonate with Fire Nation? Take us to the moment that idea happened and walk us through that story. I was on the... Um a hotel deck in Jacksonville in um, uh, geez, 2010. And I, I was at a trade show and I got a call from one of my clients. Um, and he, we were joking around about something could have been the NCAA basketball tournament or the Ravens or whatever, whatever it was. And then he kind of chuckled and he said, listen, I know you're on the clock, so I got to get down to business. And then we talked about whatever it was that was bothering him. And then after, the um, uh, after the conversation, he said, listen, I'm sorry about that crack about uh, you being on the clock. It's just the way I know all lawyers work that way. And there's nothing you can do about it. But it just bugs me. I just don't like the billable hours. Just like being in a taxi. Urgh, I hate it. Yeah. And I hung up, but I kept pacing around that deck. And I thought, here's a client I love working with. I built my business to work with companies like him. And he he, feels like he's always on the clock with you. Yes. He hates my business model. And then he said the worst thing to me, John, he said, I know there's nothing you can do about it. Right. And I thought I own my own law firm. Of course there's something I can do about it. (laughs) So I created a business model and I'm not trying to be salesy on it. I'm just trying to describe it. It's called a the hourglass where it's unlimited phone calls, unlimited emails, all the stuff that he hated me billing for. Then I just put it in a monthly fee. I don't watch the clock. Boom, done. And then I called him when I got back into town and I said, Hey, listen, can I, um, can we go to coffee? I want to sketch out this program that I worked out. Cause I want to see if you would go, you, I'm not trying to sell it to you, but I, I, I'd love your input because I want to see if you would go from hating the business model to loving the business model. And we did. We went out to coffee four times to talk about this. And he tweaked this. I don't care about that. I love this. Can you do this? Whatever it was. By the end of it, I had a program that um, has resonated so much with my chosen market, all because I was unwilling to let a client that I loved working with hate anything about what I did. So Ellie, just like we did with the worst moment, I really want to kind of talk through your lessons learned. I mean, you know, for me, like, again, I kind of mentioned that taxi thing because I just always for my entire life hated being in taxis, no matter what, because, you know, they were just always ticking up price-wise. We'd be at a stoplight, the price would go up, you know, 15 cents or a dollar. I'd just be like, oh my God, what is happening right now? Like, I hated being in a taxi every single minute that I was in it because it just felt like I was just always on this ticking time bomb of cost going up and up and up. And then when Uber came, I just fell in love. It was just like so simple. I'm like, you know what? They're telling me it's going to be 12 bucks to get from point A to point B. Boom, pay it. Smiley face. Let's go. Let's go and make it happen. And then I enjoyed the ride and I just never thought about it again. And it was just an example of an age old model that always sucked. And that was just, there's no other word for it. It just sucked that model. Right. And how Uber just came in and crushed it, which is such a better model. So what is the lesson that you want our listeners to get from your story? 
I think the lesson is just because it's always been done that way doesn't mean it's still not incredibly stupid. I mean, the lesson for me is what matters more? I had a choice. What mattered more? The way my industry always did something or what my best clients thought about it. And for me, it was hands down. Talk to my best clients, find out what they thought about it and whatever they didn't like, change. Fire Nation, how can you do that with your clients? How can you have that out-of-the-box idea or conversation that's going to lead you to being different? Like, what's something that you might not even know? Like, Elliot didn't even know that his client didn't like that billing model. You know, he, he just had never had that conversation until that client brought it up to him. So have those conversations. Have those breakthroughs be best in industry. So, Elliot, today, right now, what gets you most excited about this entrepreneurial world that we're in? You mentioned Uber. I love the Uber economy. I love the fact that people can identify their exact needs and then find somebody to provide just that, just what they want to do. They don't have to to sign on to a whole experience that they don't like. They can just dial into exactly what they want to do, whether it's through my EHP program or whether it's just dialing up a ride from Uber um, I, you, I know later on you're going to ask about an internet resource and I have one that I use that I love for that very reason. That's what gets me fired up. Way to open a loop, Elliot. Love that. And Fire Nation, if you want that loop closed, it's going to happen in the lightning rounds when we get back from thanking our sponsors. If you're not much of a designer but are looking for ideas for your next logo, website design, or even your new business cards, then Design Crowd can help. Design Crowd gives you access to over 550,000 creative minds from around the world who will help you come up with your next design. Plus, Design Crowd makes it super simple. All you have to do is submit your brief, and then designers will begin submitting quality designs for you to review, provide some constructive feedback, and you can quickly generate multiple designs you love that fit your needs. Why pay expensive fees and wait weeks for for an agency to pitch an idea when you can have exactly what you need within just three days. Design Crowd is so confident that if you don't like any of the submitted designs, they'll give you your money back. Visit designcrowd.com slash fire for a $100 VIP offer for Fire Nation. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-C-R-O-W-D dot com slash fire. Designcrowd.com slash fire. As a business owner, peace of mind can be hard to come by. For me, having peace of mind for my website is huge. I want to know my website is safe and fast because I know if my load times aren't on point or if an attack happens, that means my visitors are going somewhere else. That's why I want to tell you about Encapsula. Encapsula protects and accelerates over 4 million websites every day from individual bloggers all the way up to Fortune 500 companies. In a nutshell, it sits between your servers and your customers to protect you and them Encapsula's custom software and servers plus their 24-7 operations team keep everything up and running so you don't have to worry get a free enterprise trial of Encapsula services when you visit lp.encapsula.com slash 2017 podcasts that's lp.encapsula.com slash 2017 podcasts Elliot, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? I am ready to rock the lightning round. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? The fact that my profession for inspiration, if you want to find out what happens in 2017, lawyers look at what happened in 1917. You know, 
I was just stuck in such a tradition-bound profession. I thought, oh, geez, I, I can't do that. Nobody does it this way. And then I figured, you know what? If my clients want it, that's the way I'm going to do it. Fire Nation, think about it. Nobody was doing a daily podcast back in 2012. Just because they're not doing it doesn't mean it can't be done. That's right. Elliot, what's the best advice you've ever received? You know, it's going to seem really strange. I thought about this question a lot because I wanted to come up with something profound, but I can't because it's so basic. And it's be true to yourself. And real quick, I'll just tell you. Sure. When I when my first trial, I'm, I was doing cross examination. I saw all the TV shows, John. You know, I'm supposed to be, <laughs> I'm supposed to be mean. I'm supposed to be angry. Uh... I'm supposed to put this guy in his place. And I I tried to do all of that stuff, and I didn't like it. And I realized, John, I'm not a mean guy. I'm not an angry guy. I prepare like you wouldn't believe, but I'm just not a mean guy. And I realized. And I've had great success. Hey, be true to who I am, not who I think I'm supposed to be or some image of myself. If, if something really turns me on, pursue that. If it's part of my, my job but I find I don't really like it, delegate that sucker. But be true to who I am, know who I am, and go with the things that ignite me. What's a personal habit, Elliot, that contributes to your success? I have a morning routine. I find I'm hitting on all cylinders if I do the morning routine. I go to the gym, I come back to the office, I meditate for 20 minutes, and then I enter my tasks for the day on, I have a, a GTD, it's Get Things Done app, the one I use is Todoist, but there are a lot of them out there. But if I go to the gym, meditate, enter my tasks in Todoist, my day's going to rock. Can you recommend one internet resource? I really like Upwork. Like I had said, this is closing the loop. I needed, I was doing this online course and I needed somebody that could marry the audio with my PowerPoint and put in, you know, logos and all that stuff. So I went to Upwork and I entered the qualifications of somebody and I found a great engineer in South Carolina, God bless him, uh, who could put everything together. And I thought, this is terrific. I could enter software, my exact needs, and I get somebody <laughs> that I never met who says, hey, I've done this for five years, 10 years, whatever it is, I know it like the back of my hand, how can I help you? And I thought, I love this thing. If you could recommend one book, what would it be and why? I would go with Greg McEwen's Essentialism. Uh, it's, it really shows the, the, um, the fact that we may have infinite interests, but we only have uh, the ability to take on a finite focus. So you have to identify what's really essential not only in your performance, but what you love to do, what you do best, what allows you to do your best work. And then you have to figure out, and this work walks you through it, you have to figure out how to make what, what is essential to you incredibly good and delegate the rest of the stuff to other people or take it out of the, the picture entirely. But I really liked that. And um, I'll, I'll give you one other, which is sure. my, Michael Quartz, Steal the Show. Um, Remember, with my entrepreneurial nightmare with the software, <laughs> um, I realized the importance of marketing. It's not if you build it, they will come. You've got to make sure that they love what you do and that you've presented this well. And Michael Port is an expert in, in that and steal the show, walks you through how to present, how to, how to persuade people. And I love the book. 
Fire Nation, Essentialism is a phenomenal audiobook. It's one that I actually go back to often. So if you're not already an Audible member, then go ahead, head over to eofirebook.com. You can actually get the Audible version of Essentialism for free. Go on a walk, listen to it. It is killer for all the reasons that Elliot just shared and a lot more. And Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with E-dubs and J-L-D today. <laughs> so keep up the heat. And Elliot, let's end today on fire, brother. So give us a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. The best way to connect with me is either through farsightedbusiness.com and on Farsighted Business, by the way, just for, for Fire Nation, I have a book called Fire Aim Ready on Management. It's free. All you have to do is download it, farsightedbusiness.com. You're welcome to download it for free. Um, and also the podcast, which JLD actually appeared Boom. on, um, called So Here's My Story. I'm really excited about that. We got your story and turned the tables a little bit, so you had to <laughs> answer the questions, and I'm excited about that. That's so here's my story.com. Awesome. And what's that parting piece of guidance? Parting piece of guidance is from one of my favorite movies called Life of Pi, which is um, to choose doubt as a philosophy of life is to stand still and think that that's transportation. It's just you cannot possibly move anywhere if doubt is your guiding principle. Fire Nation, head over to eofire.com. Type Elliot, that's with one L, E-L-I-O-T, in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz, timestamps, links galore. And of course, head directly over and check out either Elliot's podcast or website. Download that free book that he has waiting for you. And Elliot, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much. Hey, Fire Nation, hope you enjoyed our chat with Elliot today, and everyone's scared of losing, but in my book, I teach you how to finally win. Visit howtofinallywin.com to learn how to create your dream life one step at a time, and I'll catch you there, Fire Nation, or I will catch you on the flip side. Encapsula protects and accelerates over 4 million websites every day from individual bloggers all the way up to Fortune 500 companies. Get a free enterprise trial of Encapsula's services when you visit lp.encapsula.com slash 2017podcasts.